Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights, conversations exploring network transformation through interviews with industry experts. Welcome to Chip Chat Network Insights. My name is Allison Klein, and today we're coming to you from the International Broadcasting Conference in Amsterdam. I've got three guests with us. First guest is Glenn Gaynor, president of Innovation Studios for Sony Entertainment and Technology. Second guest is Robin Tarafelli, Managing Director of Media and Entertainment at Deloitte Digital. And the third guest is Gary Radburn, Director of Virtualization and Commercial AR and VR at Dell. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. So, Glenn, why don't we just start with you and talk about your role at Sony Entertainment and what it represents in terms of Sony's larger pursuit of delivery of different media Yeah, so I'm at Sony Pictures Entertainment, and I oversee the motion pictures for one of our movie labels, and I'm head of Sony Innovation Studios. Essentially, I've been a storyteller for many, many years. I've been producing pictures, overseeing the making of motion pictures, and now overseeing our new entertainment and technology division, Sony Innovation Studios. It's essentially here to empower story through technology, because Now more than ever, technology is such a critical part of our ability to tell stories. So as a filmmaker, one of the biggest challenges that I've been faced with has always been going to location. Let me delve into that because I adore going to locations. I've been blessed to have shot films from Abu Dhabi to the south of France to downtown LA and all around the world. However, Sometimes you can't get to all of those locations. And so the idea here is that we can collapse geography and bring locations to one stage. The way you can do that is to virtualize these locations. But I'm also a stickler for representing reality as best as possible because film is a visceral interpretation. We used to call it suspension of disbelief. But if someone is taken out of a story, it's always hard to get them back into a story. So we came up with the idea to create a virtual set. And the virtual set is made out of points, not pixels. Meaning that it's representative of the points around us, right? If you look at anything physical, it's made out of atoms, which are points. So we go out and do a volumetric image acquisition of real assets. We sample the real world. And then through our software called AtomView, we're able to process that real world. So eventually, if you want to, you can create a virtual set. And that's what I mean by collapsing geography. So you can actually be in a virtual set, film in it, game in it, make a TV show, whatever the case might be. Glenn, when you think about what you've just described, you've had to, as an industry, been on the forefront of utilizing technology to create the capability of delivering a virtual set and balancing the telling of stories with the use of technology. Where are we on that journey and how transparent is that to the creators at this point? You know, creators are always looking for opportunities to tell the story in the best way possible. And so this is yet another tool in their bag of tricks so that they can say, okay, well, how can I achieve something? There's a great sense of veracity you get when you're on location. Like I always like to say, the scene with Dustin Hoffman in Midnight Cowboy, where he's almost hit by a car and he says, hey, hey, I'm walking here, right? (laughs) It's a great organic moment that occurred. 
However, what if you couldn't get to that location? What if you said, you know, I've got a TV show or a movie and it's 90% in this location, but it's 10% in this other location that's unachievable. So that's where you can go to the filmmaker and say, well, let's hold on a second, guys. We can get you there. You have to think about it. Right now, the assets are not wide and far because it's emerging technology. But as we're able to get a software out there to our colleagues planet-wide, you'll have people being able to capture and sample the real world so we'll have more opportunities. Now, Gary, obviously Dell is a leader in technology, providing the underlying infrastructure for the virtual sets that Glenn has described. Tell me and walk me through the technical challenge to deliver something transparent for the creative community. Yeah, great question. It was a great opportunity to partner with Sony Innovation Studios to be able to do this. We've been in 360 video all the way through the creation of VR and now as it organically grows to volumetric, each stage presents different challenges along the way. The one with volumetric is how do you get all of that acquisition of data into a place which you can actually then use and edit to Glenn's point of going through the software, capturing all the points, going through that software, creating the endpoint. And it sounds counterintuitive, but we try to take technology out of the equation. It shouldn't get in the way of the creative mm -hmm. process. So you want to make things as simple as possible, as quick as possible, and as sturdy as possible as you go through. So from the acquisition of the data, all the way in through to masses and masses of storage of that data, you then take that through into the servers, you then crunch that data, bring it down to something that you can now edit, and you bring that through into the workflow when you then go into the precision workstation side, which is the Dell side, where we can actually then process all of that data inside of there to create the end piece. The great thing about it is that now we've got all of this workflow through and we can share that with other people. It's a case of you're allowing other people to now tell their story, and I like to call it the democratization of the industry, so that filmmakers who haven't had the capabilities or the knowledge or the wherewithal to be able to do that can now see that it's really a simple process as it goes through because we've done it, we've documented it, and now other people can actually use that in their storytelling that they want to as well. Glenn, when you hear that described, one thing that comes to mind to me is going back to your concept of place, that you open up the field of creators in diverse locations to actually work together on a single project as well. Are you seeing that as an evolution of how Sony is using this technology? Yeah, I do. It's that phrase you hear, you know, um, think globally, work locally. And there's so much opportunity globally, but it's the accessibility that becomes the challenge. And we want to be able to connect the world of global artists so that people can be empowered to tell those kinds of stories that are critical to the fabric of storytelling and humanity and so forth and so on. That's where technology comes in to help all of us. Technology, as we know, is something that brings people together. It wants to be inherently neutral and be empowered by individuals who say, you know what I can do with this would be this and so forth and so on. So we want to be open-minded about the opportunities. You know, in the movie television industry, I know exactly what we need. And so I have, with fellow industry colleagues, crafted our needs. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I know as well that there's going to be so many other opportunities because this empowerment tool is all about giving people choices that didn't exist before. It's like, you know, when we've switched from the film apparatus cameras to the digital cameras to the larger body apparatus cameras to the smaller body apparatus cameras. You know, all of these are your tool sets and the right tool 
to make your film, movie, television show is the tool you have accessible to you. So we want to make this more accessible eventually. Can I just jump in there as well? Because one of the things that we see as well as the, yeah, we say storytelling, everybody has a story to tell, whether it be in commercial, whether it be in film, whether it be in entertainment. But one of the things we've actually discussed before is things like historical monuments. If you look at what's happened recently, right, there's been some pretty much disasters in Notre Dame, for instance, uh, Brazilian museums, you know, that are disappearing and not being held for future generation. Imagine if you could use the technology to actually capture that inside of that and record that for posterity, so they can then wander around it later on and still see history as it was preserved digitally inside a volumetric format. And it's also things like that outside of the entertainment medium that become very, very exciting because you're now recording things for future generations that perhaps they might not have got to see. Now, Robin, I want to bring you into the conversation because I know you're working at looking at this type of technology and how it can apply across many industries. Can you give some perspective on that? Yes, thanks, of course. So when we were approached by Sony to come in into the partnership, it was very exciting for us to see not only the application that the volumetric scan has within traditional film and television, but expanding outside to the enterprise. So I see tremendous application in life sciences, automotive, retail, Mm -hmm. just the opportunities around those individual sectors alone had us having many conversations. And I see that, that it has just tremendous impact in that space. When you talk to companies within those fields, where do you think we are in terms of Are these nascent opportunities or do you feel like different industries are well on their way of understanding how to use this rich content? I think the concept of volumetric is it's in its infancy. Mm -hmm. I think it's growing and I think people are becoming more and more aware of it. The more conversations I have, the more aware they're becoming of it. And I think given the fact that we are having these rich conversations and really having the dialogue around this and the ideation sessions around this, it's really helping us realize what the potential of the volumetric scan could be. Now, Glenn, going back to the concept of storytelling, when we unlock volumetric image acquisition, what does it allow you as a storyteller to do differently that you weren't able to do before? And how does that translate into the experience for the viewer? Uh, I'm going to answer the last part because that's the most critical question, the experience for the viewer. The viewer will not know that he or she is in a virtual set. You know, I'm a, a member of the Academy and oftentimes during the award seasons, I'll attend the animated motion picture screenings and watch the nominated films. And I learned this philosophy from one of our great animators that when you're in a story such as animation and you have the audience and you do something wrong, you take them out of that story because it's an artificial world, it's so hard to get them back into the story. Mm -hmm. Now, as storytellers in general, that's our job is to keep you in the story. And so when you look at what we're achieving with the volumetric image acquisition, and our ability to be in that virtual set, we are putting filmmakers in a space that really is a virtual reality. Think about virtual reality and how we're consuming it today. A lot of it's animated, a lot of it is pixelated or what have you. It's not reality. Right. We are talking reality because it's of the point. It's not meshed points. It's not a bunch of points that are reinterpreted. We are not reinterpreting real life. We are capturing and sampling that real world environment. So now when you go to film it, and I use that vernacular film, of course, but when you capture it, if you're shooting it on a Sony 6K Venice camera, 
you're actually able to have now a 6K world around you. Because as we do this volumetric image acquisition, we put it in a mezzanine asset that's like a moving 30K. That's important because as you go from a wide shot to a close-up of something in the virtual set, your close-up still in 4K and those points are still accurately representing the sampled world. How far away are we from full-length motion pictures delivered on a virtual set? Well, again, the audience isn't going to know. This is the craftsperson making choices. Now, there's a television show that we help. It's called Shark Tank in the U.S., and we shoot the exit interview set in a virtual set. The contestants are walking in, and they are still in their moment. They're looking at the camera. It's just that around them is not a physical set. It's rather a virtual set. For Men in Black, we were able to capture Men in Black's headquarters that was shot at Leavesden Studios in London, and that roughly 50,000 square foot soundstage was captured by the volumetric image acquisition. It was processed by Atomview. It was then exported accordingly so that we could shoot in headquarters three commercials for Men in Black. And it is absolutely as if you were there. That's the trick. The end result is a flawless end result. That's another area of focus for Deloitte is I see tremendous application and just the pure commercial aspect of creating commercials in the volume. That makes perfect sense. Now, I have to ask, Gary, at Intel, this sounds like a tremendous opportunity to apply compute capability as well as code optimizations to a very challenging problem. How have we worked together to deliver the best performance to push this solution as far as it can be pushed? Well, I mean, the products involve Dell PowerEdge servers, obviously containing the Intel chips inside of there, the CPUs. That's given us the processing performance we actually need. We're taking the data from the back-end Isilon, which is the storage network there, then be able to get like huge streams of data coming through very, very efficiently. The way that we've now got more and more cores where you can parallelize the process so you get more throughput of that data through there, you're then effectively crunching it far faster than we ever could before. And that's great because data rates never seem to slow down. They always increase, like generation on generation for particular technologies. And so therefore you need faster and faster ways of doing that in real time. When you start talking commercial applications, it really is true that time is money. You want to get as fast a throughput as possible. You want to crunch it as fast as possible to get the end result to monetization. If you can do that faster and more efficiently without losing any quality in the process, then that has a real benefit and a real boon. So all of that workflow put together that we did at Dell in partnership, then it really does streamline that whole process and really allow, as I said earlier, for the technology just to move out of the way, become transparent and just have this fast process that goes through. Now, Glenn, final question to you. Obviously, you're incredibly passionate about the development of this technology. Where do you see us in a few years in terms of what we're able to deliver and what are you most excited about in this experience? Uh, I definitely see us being able to empower stories in places in the world where those storytellers may have been limited. I was just delivering a keynote speech in Western Australia for Cinefest Oz, and in that part of the world, they've got wonderful artists and great storytellers, but they oftentimes are limited to the kinds of stories they can tell. And I spoke to some great filmmakers who came up to me later and they said, so hold on a second, am I not crazy? Can I get my script made? 
that had me in these four different locations that aren't accessible to me in Western Australia? And I said, well, eventually, yes, you will. And that was really heartwarming for me because think of the stories that are coming out that we nominate as best feature films. They're not always the major motion picture. They oftentimes are those so-called independent films, or sometimes we call them a one-quadrant film, but they're films of valuable importance to the fabric of society and to representing different approaches and ideas and philosophies. There are stories that want to be told that can't be told. And I'm very excited to see us evolve through point cloud technology to allow people to get those stories told. This is incredibly exciting. Thank you, Glenn, Robin, and Gary for being on the program today and sharing this exciting story with us. Yeah, our pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. 